0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Xamarin Podcast. I am James Montemagno, developer evangelist here at Xamarin. And with me today is a special, super special guest, co-founder of Xamarin and VP of Developer Relations, Joseph Hill. Joseph, thanks for joining me.
1: Well, thanks for having me, James. Well, you really know how to welcome a person.
0: I really do. Well, I mean, also for the fact that every single other Xamarin evangelist seems to be out. So I had to essentially force you to come onto the podcast. That's that's right. This is the B-string today. This, this truly is. I don't even host the Xamarin podcast. Joseph has, has never done a Xamarin podcast. Uh, but we're like we're taking it over. That's okay. We're going to be more entertaining. We're going to win. We'll win this podcast. We're going to win it. So, uh, so how's life? How's everything?
1: It's great. Uh, very excited. Exciting times being at uh, at Microsoft now. Um, everyone seems to be uh, digging it.
0: Yeah, I think so. We uh, today our topic specifically is going to be around Xamarin Evolve. But I mean, so much has happened in the last month and a half. It's been an exciting time for me and for you and for the company and and more importantly for all of our amazing developers. Uh, from from your point of view, before we jump into evolve, like w- what does all of this mean for um, for our developers, and what are, what's your feedback from these events? You went to build, you're at evolve, um, and, and you're interacting every single day, just like I am, with all these amazing developers. Like, what has the feedback been, and, and what does it feel like um, with this transition?
1: Well, I think everybody is incredibly excited and um, and energized, and you can feel the energy from. Uh, the developers you talk to and and talking to the employees and partners um, everyone is is really ready for uh, the growth that comes along with uh, with making the products free so uh, yeah it's it's um, there's so much potential unlocked now and uh, and and people know it
0: yeah, I think so. And there's so many amazing C# and .NET developers, but even the developers that I'm talking to on a day-to-day basis, they're they're not even C# developers, right? They're they're writing Java or they're writing some other language, and and they're ready to make this move over to the cross-platform world. And now all of those barriers have come down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. People people that were interested in it that uh, you know that thought it was cool, but just simply weren't going to check it out because of the price. They're looking at it they're talking about it but um, but you know the developers that, that were already using it um, are just excited to have uh, you know more friends hopping on board uh, so it's you know it goes across across the bounds there.
0: Yeah, I think so and and I think what's really interesting is this year at evolve we had about 1,600 people down in Orlando. And this is our third evolve. And I wasn't—I didn't even, i didn't have the honor, or grace, or privilege to go to the first evolve. I was a Xamarin customer at the time during the first evolve. I remember watching the the keynote live stream. I think that's when we did the iOS designer. And I think that was the first year, 2013.
1: We announced the designer, and uh, and that definitely uh, got a lot of people excited. And we also um, announced uh, Test Cloud.
0: Oh, and Tesla. That's right. I remember that. I remember even going back watching some of the videos with Nat demoing that on stage. And so you've been, you obviously co-founded the company, you probably saw a lot of evolve come to fruition. And how did it come about? I mean, this is our third evolve. It's the the biggest one yet. I mean, you, how would you say each year, how has it evolved if you will, uh, or progressed throughout those years? Well, I think, I mean, you know, everybody says this one's the best
1: ever. And, uh, And it's true. And, and a lot of that just comes from the news that surrounded it and the number of people that were there. But, um, you know, from the operational side, having been involved in, you know, how we planned out the sessions and and we put together the Darwin lounge and we fit everything into a, uh, you know, into a nice sized you know, but small, comfortable, cozy hotel in Austin the first time around. Um, and, and, and we grew so much going into Atlanta. Um, I think that this is sort of like, uh, those were like rehearsals for this one being the big real deal. You know, it's that, that third performance when, um, you fix the things you overcompensated for in the second one. So we had this this amazing layout where, uh, where the Darwin lounge was right in the center of the show and everybody was able to come together and just constantly, um, you know, as you're moving between sessions, um, you know, be a part of the magic. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, the evolution is, uh, it's evolved. (laughs) It's evolved
0: a lot. Like you said, yeah, it's, it's, I went to the, when I I was at the first evolve, obviously I I gave like way too many sessions, built too, too many conference applications and did way too much. You told me I was going to, and you're like, James, don't do that much. I begged you Uh, not to, I begged you. Yeah, you were,
1: uh, you were all in though. You were dead at the end of that, but you, I mean, you did a lot and, uh, and everybody appreciated it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you wrote two apps and, uh, what well, gave, what, 15 talks? Uh, I think you had a James track.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and the funny thing is it's a syndrome of the James because I remember James Clancy, one of our most amazing engineers. Uh, he's like, he's like, oh, James, you did what I did in 2013. He's like, thank you. He's like, thank you for taking that over. That's funny. Yeah. Cause we
1: kept asking him to do things and he, and he did. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, um, you know it was it was a beat down for him just like you but you know you learned and i think this time you did you did a lot because what happened is um, as we got close to the the time of the event um, it was good that you weren't overcommitted already because then we were over- able to overcommit you at the end zone so you still yeah. <laughs> we still worked uh, working pretty heavily
0: that's right it was pretty it was pretty great And i always like to say that uh, all the conferences i go to and and you go to a lot of conferences i present at you know 30 40 conferences every year And I love all of them, but like Evolve is like this huge homecoming. And I mean, the feel around Evolve, like you were saying with the Darwin Lounge, which is this huge interactive area with like mini hacks and like robots and like just like all this like interactive between people. It's like to me, it's the best developer conference I ever go to because it feels like feels like 2000 friends this year there's like 2000 total people there 2000 friends all came together it's a lot of friends i don't have that many But was like we all just came together and we all hung out like we went to some sessions like like we're writing some code and then like we like just one at once like we're jamming on some problems and like that was the the feel i got um this year was this this like coming together of amazing just developers uh, how was it for you yeah, I'd say it's a lot of that. I mean, there's a lot of um, seeing
1: people that uh, that I've only known online, you know, familiar friends from past Evolves. Um, but I think what's really, uh, really incredible that I heard from the feedback from talking to um, to attendees is that they really enjoyed being at a conference where um, where there were so many Xamarin's to connect to and everybody seemed to be interested in, uh, in what they were building. Um, you know, we did... We, you know, we as a as a culture we kinda go to um to to this extreme of um of of being passionate about what our developers are passionate about. Um so, you know, a lot of conferences you go to and if you know people you go hang out in your clicks and um and if you don't know people, you know, it can be, you know, I guess you know, conferences are different things to different people and maybe you're just going for the content and that's good. But, you know, to be able to go and have a good social interaction with a bunch of people that are clearly um, going through or have recently gone through the same things you're going through um, with with deciding what you're going to build and how you're going to build it and the approach you're going to take. Um, I, you know, it's it's been great to see the other Xamarin's Get engaged with uh, with our developers, and and then to start to see you know developers get uh, um, you know find find common bonds between you uh, between each other.
0: Yeah, and I think a good jumping point for that is something very unique that we do at Evolve, which and I know I haven't seen in another conference are these one on one sessions. And this year we did a hundred, I think they're one hour, forty five minute one on one sessions where you can just go online. We could schedule with Xamarin. You say what your your topic is, and we would pair you, I have no idea how Dom did this, but Dom and team paired everyone together, but they paired everyone together with a Xamarin that was an expert in that category. So let's say you're having a problem with a binding um, for Android or for iOS, and you would get paired maybe with like John Dick or someone from the iOS team, or you're having an issue with the designer, like, you know, Alex would come over and and would would work with you. And I think that was something extremely unique because even if, you know, I for a long time was, I still am an introvert to an extent, but i would i would go to conferences like i went to pdc i went to build and i would just hang out with my my friends and that would be about it and and but i have these questions like how do i go to the engineering team or how do i get out and that even like bridges bridges it over because the nice thing is that our entire Xamarin team wasn't just there for one-on-one sessions. We were there for the whole conference. So you were seeing them everywhere, you know? So even if you had talked to, let's say Dom earlier, you'd see him like later that night at one of the events, or, you know, you could you could pick up these conversations and we were just everywhere. I mean, I had so many people just come up to me. And what was a cool thing for me personally is that uh, this was the first year that it takes a long time. Mobile, de- mobile development takes a long time. It's not easy, right? I mean, development at large, um, take some time and I had people that go, that came up to me and this is the first evolve, and they're like, James, you know, I just wanted to thank you. And I was like, oh, I, you know, it was, you know, for what? And they're like, well, for your code, like I'm GitHub and I'm like, yeah, no problem. But they go, you know, two and a half years ago, you did this roadshow, which is the very first thing I did at Xamarin, the .NET Rocks roadshow. And they go, you gave a demo and I decided to go all in on Xamarin and now I'm here and my company's adopted the technology, and I'm, or I'm doing this personally in life as my consulting work. And it was a really cool feeling to get everyone together. For me, it was like a homecoming of all these amazing developers that I get to talk to throughout the years. And then I'll reconnect on Twitter by email. But unless I go back to one of the cities that I was at, it wasn't a good way to reconnect. So it was, it was awesome to hear that. And it felt it was a really personal, like, great um, experience for me, too. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, that's great. Well, I always think of, of you as an introvert. So, you know, I can, yeah, I, uh, I can, I yeah. Get, I mean, you know, but, um, but I have to say, you know, I, I, I certainly, um, I certainly saw a lot of that. And I have to say, um, and I don't mean in people telling, you know, talking about, um, uh, you know, me or you per se, but actually just the, the sheer number of people that were excited about whoever they had met that they had a one-on-one with or just you know being amazed at being able to meet um, you know somebody like you said Alex who who works on the designer or you know any any of the other uh, components I mean having the product engineers there and um, yeah a lot of a lot of people pretty excited to get to uh, you know to get to interact directly with um, you know the people building tools that as developers we interact with every day.
0: Yeah, and I think it's it's even more than the Xamarin's, right? This year, I, we we got all of our MVPs and our community leaders together in a room, and there was like almost a hundred of them. Yeah, that was excellent uh, to see so many was, of them.
1: Uh, to see so many of them come out.
0: Yeah, so it's like these developers are not only <clears throat> just seeing you know the Xamarin's, but then you're seeing all these amazing MVPs that are doing all this work with open source or blog posts. It, it brings really everyone together. Yeah, and it's great to have them there because
1: um, you know they're not you know, they're building, they're building apps. Um, so they have the, they have the war stories to share and, and, and the guidance to offer other people.
0: Yeah. So that's the event and we did awesome events each night. Well, we did the first night we went to like, uh, um, universal studios. That was bananas. Uh, we rented out the entire place. Uh, we, we, yeah, we
1: pretty much had the park to ourselves. Um, it was all about, uh, Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Park, which I, I choose to call Jurassic World um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and and Harry Potter, um, including um, including several of our employees uh, dressed up as uh, as uh, Harry Potter and Hermione and. Um, and crew and crew. That's right. Yeah. Um, every, I'm showing every- I'm showing the uh, the weakness of remembering the names of uh,
0: <laughs> of the oh. other players in, in Harry Potter. Uh, and what some people may not know about me and Joseph is that we love roller coasters. Uh, and every time that Joseph and I get into a theme park, we we do our best to, to talk to everybody. But then we're like, we're just going to ride every roller coaster. Let's do this. Um, yeah, well, so it's, it's
1: great. It works out great because we get to, you know, we get to talk with uh, with other uh, Xamarin developers and roller coaster enthusiasts while waiting in line.
0: <laughs> they share the same passions, not only mobile development, but also roller coaster riding. Yeah. And we went on the the one dragon one like four times, and then the Harry Potter one once, and then I went on the Jurassic uh, World one like three times. Oh, yeah, do I'm you get I did a I little. Well, see, I everyone wanted to sit in the front row. I think you you think you went with Michaela like up front. I'm like, I'm gonna sure. not do that. I'm gonna sit in the back because I have a cell phone in my pocket. But uh, it was quite excellent. Yeah, I think that was you. I mean, I've never seen another event like that before where it's just like oh we're all gonna go and take over the entire park it's it's almost like a childhood uh fantasy yeah uh so that was pretty amazing
1: yeah and we got to like I said we got to ride the dragon four times so we can um unequivocally say which which uh which side is uh better and whether it's uh better to be at the front or the back i like the front yeah me too
0: But uh, apparently a lot of
1: people like the back because apparently it uh it it whips you around more.
0: Yeah, I don't need to. I'm I'm getting old. I don't need to be whipped around that much. <laughs> so I'm I'm good. My, my poor back. Ugh. Yeah, poor, poor, say, poor so the, old James. <laughs> I know. So all right. So the event. Let's jump to the event. So that's that's a that's evolve. And now we kickstarted with two days of university training, uh, which is also something very unique. Uh, sometimes conferences do like workshops ahead of time. And that's probably the norm, I would say. There's usually some pre cons and post cons to conferences. And we do something a little bit different, which is Xamarin University training, which is two days. I think it's like eight hours each day, where you're learning different tracks, whether you want to do beginner or intermediate track, kind of the entire life cycle of building mobile applications. And to me, this is unique because this didn't exist, you know, Xamarin University itself didn't exist when I started. But uh, if I was coming into mobile development today, this is like a huge jump point for me because uh, it's a world-class training. Uh, and whether you're brand new or a lot of the developers I talked to have been doing Xamarin for two years and you're still learning new things because mobile changed all the time. Um, did you have to do, Joseph, you did a lot of planning for Evolve throughout the years. Did you have anything to do with this university thing or how did the, the training bit come about?
1: Um, so I, I had very little to do with it. I think, uh, the credit goes there to Brian Kostanich. Um, you know, the main involvement I would say I had was, you know, I, I, um, I helped organize the main conference sessions. So just making sure that we avoided, uh, you know, duplicative material, um, from between the two, but, uh, no, all, all credit goes to, uh, um, you know, Brian and, and Mark Smith and, um, and, and the trainers, um, for Xamarin University. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, going back to this being the best Evolve ever, I, I, I have to say, you know, the training has always been, um, a a key unique aspect of Evolve. Um, but, but in particular we've gotten a lot, a lot better at it over the past, uh, um, you know, getting to this third, this third Evolve. Um, you know, so we have a, we have a very, um, you know, when you show up, uh, before the training, there's a, there's a room where you can go get your machine configured um, and uh, and having enough internet access for everybody all the time and having enough um, enough trainers and and tas on hand um, to make sure that everybody is able to to work through their problems and and keep up with the content. Um, you know I think we I think we finally hit the sweet spot uh, this time around. Um, so uh, everybody was able to have a, a very pleasant experience and have have the content at the at the appropriate level for them, whether they were, uh, um, you know, a beginner or or had some you know some experience with Xamarin.
0: Yeah, and it's it's interesting when once you get we were there, you know, there's a lot of Xamarin's there. We like almost 350 400 Xamarin's there, and you know we were just on our phones doing stuff. Internet was great. Internet was great, and then you throw another 800 people at it, all downloading like Xcode and Visual Studio, but the internet actually worked this year. Which was great. work last year, but there were some struggles. Uh, yeah, particularly and, and during the training time. I think it was
1: you know it was uh, you know we we, uh, we you know we 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 took even more care this time around to make sure that uh, we had every every possible uh, um, internet uh, cable coming into the building, you know, at full bandwidth. Uh, Full redundancy, so you know credit credit goes to Xamarin's IT team there uh, and Nick for uh, for making sure that was uh, robust.
0: Yeah, it was pretty impressive. I was I was pretty impressed the entire time. Uh, so yeah, university training like blew me away. Um, but also when I was talking to developers coming out, like I said, I was talking to a lot of people that were new or people that had been doing it for a few years. And even the developers I've been, you know, for three, four years so like, I'm still learning new stuff, this is great. Just, it's always good to do a refresher. I find myself going to, to, to I, I swear, I tell everyone five years ago when I started, like everyone's like, how did you get started? I'm like, I went to developer.xamarin.com and then there's like a one, two, three, like do iOS, do Android, do Xamarin Forms, And like Xamarin Forms is new. I'm like, I always find myself finding and doing these refreshers. And that's why I did Xamarin University training is it's you forget stuff like there's little things about this constraint thing or like this little thing in the map or like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. So it's kind of cool to do that um, and see. And I, I saw one tweet that came out with the most heavy Twitter usage this year, which was great. I, I try to promote that through the app. But so, someone said that Jason Smith, who's the, the lead of, of Xamarin Forms, he was sitting in on a university training like session and he just he he like interjected and he like took over apart and just did an impromptu like 10 minute Xamarin Forms deep dive <laughs> randomly, which I think is pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. Well, so. and
1: then, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, the technology is all still moving so quickly. So yeah, I mean, you know, it, things change. iOS is changing. Android's changing. Xamarin Forms obviously evolving very quickly. Um, you know, new features being introduced like, uh, you know, like the things that were were announced to Evolve.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about those. I think the biggest part of all, I mean, there were 70 plus sessions um, that doesn't even include the university training that was all going on. But obviously the, the, the creme de la creme, if you will, uh, of the entire conference was our, our day one keynote, uh, which started bright and early at like 9 a.m. Eastern time. So anyone on the Pacific coast like me over in Seattle at 6 a.m. So appreciate that timing. uh but luckily i was on the east coast i was actually part of the the keynote uh got roped in which is pretty awesome
1: and we had the recording up uh pretty quickly too i have to say some some credit there so you know i bet a lot of people were tuning in later in the day Uh, absolutely and it was
0: all all live streamed yeah Uh, on channel nine
1: pretty cool that's the big time
0: that's the big time. You know, they We were streamed live on channel nine. So ten, well, tens of thousands of people this year were, were live streaming the keynote, which is quite astonishing. And I think the recording really was available like near immediately after. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm blown away by, I'm blown away by the technology. I remember watching developer conferences. I can imagine even you probably watching developer conferences even early on before there was any streaming. The early, the early Google, I mean, actually I remember watching E3 e3 keynotes um because i'm a big gamer and i've been to a few e3s and 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 let's say uh, electronic uh, electronic art what is it e3 whatever e3 is the big video entertainment expo Expo. electronic entertainment expo that's what it is it's just the the big video game show it used to be bigger than it is now but you try to watch the keynotes and like the stream would go down and like everyone's trying different technology this year like it all just works like i'm i'm watching from the back and it's just like amazing how finally we we it's like you're there. Um, but I wanted to start and have a discussion about. Nat started the entire um, keynote about this kind of state of mobile, um, which includes a lot of different topics, but how companies are transforming around mobile. And I didn't, you know, having you on, I thought this would be great. Just you could give your expertise in this field as you talk to our developers and different enterprises out there or just even individual um, consulting companies, how mobile is really transforming over the last few years and just give your perspective on that. Um, yeah, well, I mean, my
1: perspective is that, uh, you know, everybody um, everybody is realizing, you know, from a business standpoint that you have to be mobile. Lots of people have shipped apps. They're shipping multiple apps um, and there's, you know, there's a, there's a, a, minimum level you often need to hit with an app, which is just moving some data entry that people used to do when they got back to their desk, um, you know, out to where the action happens. Um, but, but at, at this point now we're, we're in a world where people have had mobile in their lives for so long that, um, that you start to think about problems in terms of how this computer in your hand, um, can solve the problems. So, um, so where it's really becoming transformative to business. And, um, you know, I think if you look at, uh, at, at some of the, uh, like some of the entries that we had, um, in the, in the Zammies for our Zammie awards, you can see, um, you know, apps where, uh, where, you know, lives are and experiences are being changed by mobile, um, you know, like the Bloomin' Brands Outback app, um, to me, that thing was really incredible because, um, you know, every, you know, lots of restaurants have apps, but, um, you know, Outback's, you know, they're changing it where you can, you know, you can just, uh, you know, pay your bill from the table, um, with your phone, um, and, uh, and that's something different that you wouldn't have have thought of doing before. And if you go online, you look at the reviews for that app, it's, uh, you know, people are excited about the app because. you know if you're like me and you have kids you take them to the restaurant getting you know being able to pay the bill when you're ready is is kind of nice um, <laughs> yeah. and uh and and you know you saw that in the in the other entries with uh you know from from across enterprise and social good um uh to the you know to the consumer space um yeah it's uh we're in the thick of it now you know mobile really has has become you know we're in the mobile first cloud first uh, era for sure
0: yeah, I think it's transformative not only just in the mobile aspect, but when it comes back to Xamarin, what Nat was hinting on and even just said, you know, and it was talking about on stage was that as you see this expansion and this explosive growth of mobile, that's where Xamarin's gone too. So I mean, you obviously see the growth we've grown and 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 been a company for five years. The technology's been around for a lot longer with, than that. But as a company, we've grown every single year. And, and he actually put jar, you know bar charts and graphs of like how the company has grown and how many developers we've had. And then at Build, between Build and Evolve, our, our interest, our peak from developers uh, uh, multiplied at three times in just less than a month, which is explosive growth that's like pretty unheard of, which is phenomenal. I mean, and to me, not only just being at Build and and seeing that everything is included in Visual Studio, including the Community Edition for free, but then when you get into the the larger landscape of what Miguel did uh, on stage and talk about the open sourcing, and, and you and I have have had a lot to do with kind of um, how we talk about the open source process or what the web page looks like, and and and. What we envision the open source at Xamarin looks like, and, and you had a lot to do with that process around it too. So I think you've seen this explosive growth in Xamarin, which is awesome. And, and do you think a lot of that has to do around the open sourcing, and what does that mean for developers? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the growth that we saw um, after
1: build is is pretty obvious. Um, there was pent up demand for Xamarin, where um, you know having having the software available to people, f- you know, free as in uh, you know, free as and beer, as they say. Um, you, you know, uh, as part of Visual Studio, um, you know, is driving growth, and and that's going to happen for a while. As as um, um, as C sharp developers need to do more with mobile, and and, and Xamarin's the first tool that they're going to reach to for that. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that um, you know, Scott announced at Build that that we would open source uh, Xamarin, and um, and and of course made the the license, uh, for mono itself, um, more, uh, more open to, to people that want to embed, uh, C sharp in, in whatever they're doing, uh, game engines and, and CAD programs and whatever else. Um, I mean that, that really is long-term going to enable, um, enable much, uh, much broader growth, much broader adoption, um, and, and turn, you know, C sharp and Xamarin into, into a platform that, uh, um, that's, you know, that's going to be here for the, for the long run and, and, uh, something, you know, developers can, can, can learn and, and bank their career on. And, uh, you know, it was it was really incredible to see and to have a community where people can jump in. You can see if you go to open.xamarin.com now, you can, um, you know, you can see where you can jump into the open source, um, you know, contributions and and they're coming in. I mean, developers are getting engaged and doing cool stuff with Xamarin on Linux and, uh, um, you know, fixing fixing little things uh, or poking around on things that, uh, that that have bothered them or they've been curious about, um, you know, since, since Xamarin was started. Um, but, uh, but, you know, uh, enabling that, uh, uh you know, enabling Xamarin is a, is a great, powerful tech, um, to learn with and something that's fun and can be, can be better to learn with is, uh, is something that gets us all pretty excited.
0: I think so. And and just like, I remember when Microsoft was open sourcing.net and Roslyn, like Frank got it running like on a Mac and like, then he has like running on an iPad and all this stuff. And when, the moment we open source everything and everything was on open.xamarin.com, uh, it's including iOS, Android, our MonoBits, uh, forms, our, pl- so our plugins, our components, uh, a lot of open, open-sourced. And what we've already seen is active con- contributions to the community. We've already had pull requests into Xamarin forms, And I just saw a tweet not too long ago that someone... <laughs> Uh, already was building a Xamarin Android application on a Linux machine and, like, packaged it.
1: Yep. That's Crazy. incredible. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this is this is a pent-up uh, pent interest from developers that uh, um, wasn't wasn't possible a few weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, it's um, pretty incredible.
0: And when I talk to you, the open sourcing is obviously amazing, but I wonder if you could just... Some people don't really realize the embedding part of, of Mono, and we talk about it a little bit, but can you just describe, just like for another like another 30, 60 seconds, like really, what does that mean? Like having our mono open source and embeddable, what is that? What, what are the opportunities there? Um, you know, the
1: immediate one that uh, that you know I've seen. Um, you know, people in the past were um, were confused as to um, whether or not you could um, integrate. Um, you know the mono runtime into the application they were developing um because mono itself was lgpl and that comes with um, some restrictions around um you know the rights that uh that people that receive a copy of mono have um in regards to how it is um coupled with the you know a, a commercial game engine for instance so um you know, moving to MIT removes all the ambiguity there, um, removes the need to pay for a commercial license if, if you needed to do that in the past, which is, you know, probably likely on a lot of platforms or a lot of app store-type scenarios. Um, so the immediate beneficiaries are the the game engines. Um, you know, so now there's, you know, uh, there's bindings for uh, using C Sharp with Unreal Engine. Um, Crytek has um, embedded mono in CryEngine. Um, you know, uh, U- Unity has had a commercial license to uh, to Mono for a long time. Um, that uh, you know, now they they no longer need that. They can take the um, the latest updates to Mono um, and and evolve their support for C Sharp and uh, and and so game development in, in particular. I think um, there's been pinup up demand, and um, and Unity itself has established C Sharp as a force in game development, anyway. So, being able to have C sharp available across the board is a big deal. But you don't just do scripting in in game engines. I mentioned a little bit earlier, like in in you know in CAD programs, it's it's pretty common, um, you know, or, or any any kind of an application where uh, people want to be able to automate the app or automate tasks from within the app. They might embed a scripting engine, and in the past, it might have been Lua or JavaScript. Um, but C is particularly good at this. And uh, and so being able to embed C sharp or F sharp uh, into into your application as a way that your users um, can can be empowered to change the app itself, um, you know that's another compelling thing that uh, that becomes possible through through embedding Mono.
0: That's pretty that's pretty awesome because there's to me I, me as an app developer I don't uh, the open sourcing of Mono is like intriguing to me and awesome I could go look around I could poke around the code but. The other possibilities don't become aware to me immediately, uh, so it's always good to yeah. kind of think outside the box of what all of this means because it's not it's more it's more than just the iOS and Android bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's relevant on two levels. One, if you've ever thought about embedding, um, or if you haven't but now you kind of are aware of what the possibilities are with embedding, that's really cool. Um, and and hopefully that gets people um, you know thinking creatively about things they could do if they if they had that power of C sharp scripting. Um, in their in their app, um, but the other thing is just knowing that um, you know that C Sharp is is well positioned to do this. Just means that any C Sharp developer benefits, or or C Sharp Ref Sharp, I should say, any .NET developer benefits um, from knowing that the knowledge they have about the language and the class libraries is going to be applicable in more and more scenarios um, as as C Sharp is embedded into more um, or Mono is embedded into more and more use cases.
0: Awesome. So when we talk about our developers on a day-to-day basis, a lot of our announcements um, revolved around that day-to-day kind of full mobile lifecycle. So we kind of kicked off a lot of uh, the story with our kind of uh, available bits today, our release candidate, and then also some alpha bits that were coming out. And Miguel took a lot of time and he showed off a lot of brand new features of Xamarin Studio 6. Uh, which is available today in the beta channel, I believe. I'll probably move to release uh, to the stable channel soon. Uh, and this had like obviously huge enhancements around Roslyn support, so full C Sharp six support and we already had some, but this is like full being powered by Roslyn. The dark theme. Are you a dark theme user? I am not a dark theme user. I don't. I don't. I don't quite understand it, but everyone loves it. Yeah. Well,
1: it's not just dark theme. I mean, it was. Ah, uh, you know, the the visual enhancements that. Um, had to take place to enable um, Xamarin Studio to be put into into a dark theme uh, required updates across the board so the whole thing is is more beautiful even for non dark theme users such as you and you and me
0: that's true and Voslav uh, drew 5700 new icons
1: yeah that's so, so, something in that neighborhood uh, a, lot a, lot a lot of icons a lot of
0: updates yeah and and i think that there's there's a plethora of things like when i looked at all the different bullet points that that Miguel showed on stage about what's in Xamarin Studios. There's, we could talk for days about the features of it uh, and, and that's gonna be all available on your Mac, which is really awesome. And there's even more enhancements that you see as we talk about the other features. But one thing that I, I kept kind of hearing as a as kind of a theme, I put this as the theme, is 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 when you step away from Xamarin Studio, let's say you're inside a Visual Studio, I'm calling the theme is all day inside of Visual Studio. Mm-hmm. And because if you're a Visual Studio developer like myself, who I've been using VS since VS6, uh, which is that I just always want to be in that IDE. If I'm in Xamarin Studio, like I want to be in that IDE all the time. But if I'm in Visual Studio, I want to be in that IDE all the time. Yeah, it's,
1: the, it's the avoiding the context switching or... Uh... Um, you know, overusing the swivel chair, as Miguel would say, um, switching <laughs> yeah. back and forth between between machines. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an impediment to productivity.
0: Yeah, and we and we really made three huge enhancements. I would say there because we even made more enhancements that have taken place even since Xamarin Four. Before that, like just the actual communication bridge between your devices, mm-hmm. but also having multiple Visual Studios open and all your IDE windows all connected to your to Mac to handle everything. Um, but I think the, the big three come around testing and then development is when I want to go run and I want to develop and I want to test something, uh, and I say debug, it launches over on my Mac and I'd see the simulator or I have to plug in an iPhone into that machine. And if I want to do any testing and test recording stuff, I got to go over there and I got to do all that stuff. We've, we've taken, got rid of all that. It's all fixed.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so the, so like you said, it was Aaron for the, the connection experience is, is, is smooth and stable, um, and uh, the remoting the iOS simulator that uh, Scott Gu demoed, at, um, or Miguel demoed with Scott Gu at Build, um, is now available um, in the beta, um, along with uh, the other uh, new feature we announced um, at Evolve itself, which is the ability to remote the USB connection to the Mac so that... Um, You know, if you're if you're sitting at your Windows machine and you want to debug to you know deploy and debug to your iOS device, um, you can just plug it in directly. um, You know, to uh, to your you know your machine running Visual Studio without having to um, you know worry about where your Mac's positioned.
0: I think that's really cool because to me it always seemed like oh I got to go over here, I got to plug it in, or have all these different devices. And sometimes you have to go to a device, but just to have a machine. It's it's literally now I can leave my Mac in the closet it can just be over there. And, and if I need to install some updates, I'll just remote into it and handle it there. But then I, I just hit, I literally, I remember seeing the simulator for the first time and I hit deep debug and it just, it pops up. And I'm talking to Eric Muppin, who is one of the developers on it. And he goes, he goes, I'm like, I'm like, holy crap, it works. That was my first thought. Yeah, it was pretty it's, holy, incredible. Holy crap. It works. Then he goes, well, what kind of machine do you have? I'm like, I have the Samsung thing, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, does it have a touchscreen? I was like, shut up. <laughs> and yeah. I touch it, just like, you know, touching the, the, the Visual Studio Android emulator, and it like totally works. And he's like, uh, he goes, like, open a map or something, and I'm like, shut up! And I do multi pinch. I'm like doing the zooming stuff, and then he, then he goes, we didn't even show. It. Well, we did kind of show this. Is he goes, he goes, well, maybe you want to test it on an iPad. So I launch hit iPad, and it opens both of them side by side, and like I have two simulators there, like never yeah. before that I'm running, and it's like mind blowing to me, uh, which is super cool. And then what Miguel showed was that you can well, we'll actually simulate the. And send over the the like how hard you're pressing on the screen. So if you're on a Surface Book, you can press harder, and we'll send those 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 strokes over, if you will, which is super awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you have a stylus, it'll you can you can emulate the uh, the iPad Pro stylus as well. So yeah, it's a it's a
0: very pleasant
1: simulator experience for sure.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. And then we also show like around the, the test cloud too. Before we get into Xamarin Forms stuff, is that we we also showed um Jessica came on. She was talking about how we kind of develop tests for the test cloud. we have, you know, the world's largest device cloud with 2,400 different unique devices. And uh, the test recorder is interesting because normally you would go in and you would inspect with the REPL and you'd write these commands and then you would run it back. But test recorder inside of Visual Studio. And I, I love how this thing works, which is that you're inside of Visual Studio and you say, start recording a test. And it writes the code in your CS file automatically yeah which is awesome yeah it's incredible yeah and it just and it just works which is really cool uh but then even to bring it even further than that which is this feature that um that we showed off which i don't think a lot of people totally got maybe they did and maybe i'm just not aware of it like to me it blew my mind which is test uh test cloud live yeah me too i didn't i didn't really i didn't talk
1: to anybody uh that uh that i felt didn't didn't have their mind blown by that but uh but yeah, maybe some people missed it. It was a
0: pretty incredible. Which is which is the ability is let's say I don't have a device that I'm having issues with. Let's say a Nexus 5X or something. I I go into the test cloud and I like you know reserve or whatever whatever the setup is. I wanted to use this device. I go into Visual Studio and I say, let me look at my cloud devices, and I can deploy my application. They deployed the conference application. To like this is a device that's somewhere in another country. Like it is somewhere. It is somewhere else. A physical device, and I say de- debug, and it de- de- remotely deploys my application, starts a debug session, and I can interact with it with keystrokes like in a browser. And like this is a physical device. It's not an emulator or a simulator. Like this is a real device. It somewhere. It's like somewhere. It's it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, you know, it, it, the the uh, the vast array of android devices that exist out there um and the number of of little bugs that must happen on you know m- d- devices that uh that developers don't have access to and to have to try to remotely debug that with the customer um in in no form actually really debugging it um it, it's uh I mean, I, I can imagine the pain that is that is solved by um, being able to have access to de- debug any app on any device uh, without without having physical access to it and being able to remote the experience and and capture all that it's incredible.
0: Yeah, and to me, like starting five years ago, this is something I never thought would be possible. And I had this drawer of devices that went away slowly as the test cloud came around. But at some point, you'd need to get into those devices. So it's kind yeah. of a way to do it, which is cool. Yep. And I think we'll probably wrap it up. We're getting a little bit long, but I want to wrap it up around Forms, which every developer seems to love. Uh, and I love, and I built the conference app with Forms, and we had huge updates around it. Uh, a lot of them I was using already like in the conference applications, such as URL navigation, which I gave a talk on at Evolve about mobile search, which is around like core spotlight search and app indexing. And we've simplified that process for Xamarin Forms developers, which is to say like index this piece of content and it'll navigate to it automatically. Uh, I gave a really deep dive session uh, about that. And you can actually watch that uh, on evolve.xamarin.com and watch all the sessions are on YouTube. But I think the bigger part was probably the previewer that blew everyone's mind. That, that I think that was the biggest round of applause.
1: Yeah, absolutely. People have been people have been asking for for that, um, and uh, it was a big round of applause just because people um, who don't want the ability to iterate quickly on their designs like that, um, and then um, you know the 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 fast switching between devices and profiles that Nina showed off. Um, I think um, you know makes is going to make everybody's life a lot. Uh, a lot more pleasant when when developing XAML.
0: yeah absolutely and I even did a blog post in my personal blog on Motts codes about uh, how if you're developing an MVVM is you not only want to be able to design but you want to see design time data so I created like a little monkeys application and I did uh, a, we call this thing a view model locator which is a way of in your designer binding sample data via static data to it. And you could change that static data and then it updates in the designer because it's running your code. So you give it the binding context of the static uh, view model and it just totally renders all your data live, which Mm -hmm. is super cool. Yeah. So not only designing, but seeing it live, uh, which is there, which is cool. And that's available in Xamarin Studio uh, in the alpha channel. But during the Visual Studio session, they also showed a very sneak sneak early peek at the Visual Studio integration that's coming, which is cool. Awesome. You guys are always showing off everything. Yeah. Which is great. Uh, so if you ever watch like uh, like uh, Victor and uh, Kazoo, uh, they're always talking about like stuff that you'll never see anywhere else. That's they, totally they, worth just watching. Yeah, totally. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, just so we don't
1: skip it, because I think we're, uh, like I said, we're out of time, and uh, and and there's a lot that was announced. The forms, um, the native embedding, I think is just is is a good you know a good thing to hit because um, it's it's so simple now um, to be able to um, to do you know to add you know to add native controls to a forms app without you know before it was you know it was custom renders which you know you still need and they still have their place, but you know, as simple as you would imagine putting um, native elements into a forms app. Um, you, you did a great job covering that in in, in the blog post you uh, you just put up. Um, and I think it's, you know, uh, I'm very happy to see that having gone out.
0: Yeah, it's pretty powerful, especially using shared projects, just like I want this floating action button and put it in there. Uh, and like you said, custom renderers still have their place, effects still have their place. But sometimes you just need to slap a control in there there's a lot more. Uh, we covered everything in a series of blog posts on blog.xamarin.com. We'll link to them in the show notes. Uh, but already you can watch every single session at evolve.xamarin.com, which is pretty amazing. I've been going through and watching a lot of sessions. Someone said their workday has been filled with uh, segmenting half the day just to watch sessions, which is cool. Uh, so make sure you watch those. They're all available to stream, uh, all 70 plus, And then of course, I built the conference application, and you can grab that on GitHub. And I did a blog post on that as well. We'll, we'll link to in the show notes. But uh, that's about it for the Xamarin podcast. Any departing words, Joseph?
1: No, this has been been great. I think I think uh, I think we won.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining me, uh, and thanks all of our amazing developers that could be with us in Orlando. And if you couldn't, thanks for for listening to the podcast. And feel free to reach out to me anytime on Twitter at James Montemagno. But you, Joseph, you got you got that Twitters?
1: Yeah, Joseph Hill. Uh, yeah, please please reach out to me and check out the check out the links,
0: uh, which there will be many. Yes, there's so much. Well, until next time, this has been the Zimmer Podcast.